Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1499. How One Millennial Couple Saves $25,000 Per Year by Jen Hayes of jenhayes.me. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I narrate posts from thought leaders in personal finance every single day of the year in 10 minutes or less. And just in case you didn't catch this in the Optimal Living Daily newsletter, I wanted to make sure that you know that we have a workbook available for purchase. The Optimal Living Daily Workbook is a 216-page hardcover workbook and journal designed to help you solidify your takeaways from your favorite episodes and create action items to move forward with your personal, relationship, and financial goals. It's available in the shop at oldpodcast.com. For now, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. How One Millennial Couple Saves $25,000 Per Year by Jen Hayes of jenhayes.me. My husband and I are currently working on a slightly crazy goal of paying off $117,000 of student loan debt in just three years. Our combined gross income is in the mid to high five figures, so it's not like we're rolling in the dough. That means that in order to accomplish our lofty goal, we need to scrimp as much as possible. Fortunately, we have found ways to save $25,000 per year. No cable at $360 per year. We never watch cable. My husband and I live with my parents who have cable and the two of us haven't used it a single time. My parents pay for it so we could use it if we wanted to, but neither of us like watching regular TV. Once we buy our own house, we won't be wasting hundreds of dollars on cable TV that we don't even watch. We currently have a Netflix subscription, which is worth every penny of the $8 we pay for it every month. No shopping for non-necessities, $500 per year. When we started our three-year plan to get out of debt, I implemented a three-year spending ban for myself. For those who have asked, no, my husband is not also on this three-year spending ban. He has drastically reduced his spending, but he does occasionally purchase non-essential items. I've never been one to go on crazy shopping sprees. The main things I've cut back on are buying new work clothes. Luckily, I have plenty of work clothes thanks to my grandmother-in-law's generous Christmas gifts this year. Books, I get all of my books at the library or from my mom who buys them at garage sales. And photo albums or photo prints. No fancy gym memberships, $800 a year, based on a $50 a month membership with a $200 sign-up fee. I honestly can't believe how expensive some gyms are. I work for a fitness company that charges very affordable membership rates. So I can tell you that there is no reason why a gym membership could cost $75 a month. If you're paying that much for a gym membership, you are getting ripped off. I don't care how nice your gym is. You're being ripped off. If having a gym membership is important to you, find a cheaper gym. There are gyms that charge $20 a month. You can get just as good of a workout at a more affordable gym. 
Some other free options include using your corporate gym at work, I do this all the time, exercising outside or working out at home. No upscale salon visits, $1,000 per year. I cringe when I see this number, especially because it's probably actually a conservative estimate of how much I used to spend on salon visits each year. I used to get my hair cut and colored at a very, very expensive salon every three months, and I would get occasional $40 manicures. That doesn't even include the tip and $30 eyebrow waxes on my birthday or just as a treat to myself. It's more than a little ridiculous to think that I used to spend $200 on hair appointments when my husband and I were six figures in debt. Sure, my hair looked amazing, but being debt-free is way more important than having nice hair. I can accept having ugly hair, my natural hair color is dishwasher blonde, for a few years if it helps us to pay off our debt. Complete spending ban on outings with friends, $1,200 per year. Prior to starting the debt snowball on our student loans, my husband and I spent way too much on outings with friends. We never went to fancy restaurants or racked up hundreds of dollars on drinks at bars, but the little things add up too, like $50 for a marathon. But it's for a good cause and it's great exercise was always my excuse. Guess what? There are free marathons where they encourage you to donate but don't require you to spend $50. $20 for dinner at an affordable restaurant. It may be only $20, but that's $20 that could go to my student loans. $25 for rock climbing. Again, I went with the it's great exercise excuse. Free yoga is great exercise too. So is hiking. So is going for a walk. And those activities don't cost a thing. Not going to Starbucks every day, $1,500 a year. We could save more on this one if I could convince my husband to cut Starbucks out of his routine entirely, but that's a never-ending battle. He's addicted to Starbucks. Luckily, he's willing to use our Keurig, which we received as a wedding gift, to make his chai tea some days, just not every day. Making chai tea at home costs less than a dollar, whereas Starbucks charges over $5 for a venti soy chai tea latte. Driving old cars, $5,000 a year. My car is 16 years old, and my husband's car has nearly 200,000 miles on it. Our cars are what most people would consider embarrassing. They make a lot of cranking, squeaking, and rattling noises. We both plan to continue driving these cars as long as possible. Why? Because both cars are paid off and not having any car payments is awesome. We also save quite a bit on car insurance and tabs because our cars are so old. Living with my parents, $15,000 per year. Obviously, this is the biggest way we save money. If it weren't for my parents allowing us to live with them for only $150 a month, we would never be able to pay off our mountains of debt in just three years. We live in an expensive area and even a studio apartment would cost over $800 a month for rent alone. That does not include utilities or any other expenses associated with living in an apartment. You just listened to the post titled How One Millennial Couple Saves $25,000 Per Year by Jen Hayes of jenhayes.me. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, 
onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, you get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. Lots of great ideas for reducing expenses here, and it's pretty consistent with much of the advice out there on how to cut back. The areas where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck are housing, transportation, and food. But once you've optimized the best you can in these areas, it can be worth your time and energy to look for other ways to cut back. I also think it's important to not just cut things out as that can lead to a feeling of deprivation, but rather replace ways you habitually spend money with more resourceful solutions. So for example, I've started working out at home, though it took me a while to find my groove. I used to love going to a hot yoga studio, but since COVID started, it just hasn't seemed like a good idea. For me, it was worth the cost to pay for a gym membership because I used to need the peer pressure of people around me to get a good workout. So I had to build my self-motivation muscle a bit for home workouts to work well. And now I have the benefit of more discipline and the cost savings. On the other note, I found Jen's take on the salon visits a bit interesting because I do think there's a middle ground between paying $200 to get your hair colored versus not doing it at all. Now, I haven't colored my hair in over a decade, but I remember the last time I did. I just bought some drugstore hair dye and it looked great. At the time, I was dyeing it back to my natural dark color after years of getting highlights. I got so many compliments, I ended up never dyeing it again. That should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you on the Sunday show tomorrow with episode 1500 and where your optimal life awaits.